Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But welcome to the Michael Massey Gone Watch Along. Not Watch Along, live reaction. <laughs> We're watching watch Michael along. Massey leave Tommy, the FIA. Tommy, yeah. for, me, for me, it's the Ferrari F1 thumbnail. You didn't change the thumbnail, Tommy. We're having an abs. No, it's, it's just the Ferrari one for me. I've just I've done it now. I've changed it. Okay, okay. perfect. This has been an absolute chaotic five minutes. But Michael Massey is it's showing gone. it's showing us mine. All right, okay, that's fine. Okay, cool. Right. So it's been a chaotic <laughs> We're blaming and I'm blaming breathe. the FAA <laughs> for launching it at the same time. What is that all about? Well, they're trying honestly. to they were trying to hide it, weren't they? I, they're trying to hide it. It was either gonna happen You're during what? Ferrari or it was gonna happen during Mercedes yesterday. So do you think that's what they did then? They've, they've tried they've to like, strip it under the rug. They're trying to hide it. Everyone's watching the Ferrari watch along or whatever. And they're thinking, oh, if we just sneak this out now, you know, we won't get immediate everybody on our case. They'll be like, oh, the Ferrari looks nice. And then it's kind of like, a, oh, and Massey's been fired as well. So cheeky from the FIA. But I had a feeling that would very happen. Very cheeky, slightly disrespectful to Ferrari, if I'm being completely yeah, honest. Yeah, I with think you. it is very disrespectful. Uh, they should have done it. They could have at least. Well, no, if they'd done it before, it would have overshadowed, say. Or just do it a um, few hours later. I mean, yeah, or just stop being absolute. uh, Yeah, like admit your mistake and just say he's gone. Like, you have to do it. It's very, yeah, appalling uh, timing from the FA there. I'm going to change the title to fired. I think it sounds better. Fired from. (laughs) Michael Massey fired from F1. (laughs) Fired, Fired from. Is that it? Should we call it fired from Formula One? Just fired. Well, he might still fired. come back in some sort of role. Fired like, from race might... director role. He's still the Ferrari yeah. thumb for some reason. Fired as that. race director. Okay, there we go. Michael Massey fired as race director. Live reaction. Yeah, and you're getting it. It's pure. It's raw. <laughs> you, we have absolutely no raw. preparation for this. <laughs> Usually there's lots of notes that go on uh, for the podcast, but instead... <laughs> We're just vibing. We're just we're just vibing at Michael Massey being fired. Right. Okay. So let's. I'm going to create a structure in my head, which is, to be honest, most of the Good time luck. with most of my work. Um, Tommy. Yes. What's your three word Michael Massey <laughs> fire awesome. review? Uh, it was inevitable. Nice. What's your three words? Oh, that's- Good. That was actually quite that's good for my brain. That was really good. I was expecting yeah. like it was nice. <laughs> <laughs> But well done, Tommy. I'm proud of you for that. Thank um, you. So, yeah. Okay, and what about yours, Katie? What would be your three-word Michael Massey fire review? Um, <sighs> it was time. Okay, right. We can't all That's just use it kind of similar to Tommy, though. Come on. <laughs> okay. Um, bye-bye, Michael. <laughs> wow. Bye-bye, Michael. And I would go with... Bye, Michael. Bye. Absolutely, utterly deserved. There you go. Um, because look, if we reflect not purely on the Abu, I mean, to be fair, it's not like we were questioning his role just after Abu Dhabi, were we? No. Like there was inconsistencies throughout the entirety of the time in which he was race director. We had many scary moments, many moments that we haven't usually seen in Formula One that have 
posed a safety risk. You know, marshal, rogue marshals running around and having a bit of bants. And, you know, there's all kinds of thing, moments where we've gone, geez, okay. Like, for example, Imola. Tw- was that 2020? Was that when Lance Stroll was... Was it last? I think it was 2020. Um, yeah, it was Imola. Marshalls were on the track, and Lance Stroll was going full speed, and he and Marshalls were literally just on the side of the track. You've got a rogue marshal at Bahrain uh, that went to go and put out the Perez electrical fire, uh, from what I remember. Um, yeah, and and many other inconsistencies in terms of the actual rulings as well, not just Tractors safety. on track. Yeah, Tractor on track. Sending them out yeah. qualifying in Turkey 2020 when there's still a tractor on track. Safety car in Baku for Max's puncture and Leclerc was on the radio going, this is a joke. How, how have you not, like Max is walking down the, the pit straight at 200 miles, like cars coming past at 200 miles an hour and you've not bought out the safety car yet. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot, a lot was going on. You know, and then before. if we look at Abu Dhabi in a nutshell, you know, just as one isolated incident, it's fireable, isn't it? Really, because I know, you know it's going to be. I'm sure there's a lot of salt shakers that are going to come flying through. Um, I'm I'm not talking about who deserved to win the championship, who didn't. Whatever the result and whoever was involved, the way in which Michael Massey bent the rule book was something that was not acceptable. You know, you even had Alex Jakes in Channel Four commentary trying his very best to be objective, but he was like, Michael Massey has lost his reins on this race, or whatever it was, or you know, he's losing strength on the race. Whatever he said, basically, yeah, it was getting he's out lost of control. control. Like, yeah. Literally, everybody thought that he was losing control, and the final race was just the cherry on top of all the mistakes that had happened. And now it poses the question of: Is it going to be better or worse with these two new people involved, which I've never heard of until this very moment? Tommy hadn't either. Katie, have you heard of these people? Do you know much about them? Um, so Hannah, who is our wonderful WTF one Here we intern, go. Yes, she Hannah's actually coming. Yeah, so good on Hannah. Um, she actually had an article ready to go live today about who could <laughs> replace Michael Massey. Hello. And then lovely FIA decided to publish news before we published the article. But yeah, they were both people that she had as candidates for this role. Let me just pull up the information about so them. So basically for you. our intern works for the FIA. <laughs> yeah, but Hannah is an insider. We've got people in places. Let me have a look. Uh, Eduardo sex, is the uh, WEC uh, race director. Okay. So uh, and Niels Wittich is the DTM. Uh, okay. Race director. So, so yes. they're both they're both yeah like Solid. they are both race directors. They're not they're uh, not brand new. No, Eduardo's been doing race director as at the WEC Championship for 20 years. You'll so recognise him. a lot of experience. If anyone, if you ever listen, uh, I'm pretty sure this is who it is. If you listen to a WC race or Le Mans and watch Le Mans, uh, they actually have uh, the live radio a lot. Uh, and you can hear, yeah, the guy with the chill voice. I've just seen someone in the comments and he's like, we're going live shortly. Uh, everybody get ready. <laughs> and he's, he's there like, yeah, he, he seems a very good like, Calm and composed guy, but Formula One is, um, well, w- whether he's calm when you've got Toto Wolf and uh, well, they're not allowed Christian to Horner, but this is it. Yeah. So I think it would be it. What we need is someone that's more assertive because, like you, like you were saying earlier, Michael Massey, yeah, he was making it up as he went along, but also at the same time just crumbling under what anyone said you know it felt like toto and christian were deciding what was going on mm. one week you, you, yes the the final decision 
<laughs> so, oh, sorry, Tommy. Sorry. I've just seen a comment. The Wecker here. They've just gone, <laughs> hi there. <laughs> they've lost their they've lost their race director. Hi there. Um, it's very good. Hi Wec. Hello, WC. Hi. Uh, yeah, so um that's brilliant. Uh, but yeah, he lost he lost control at the end, um, but was also at the same time, he he was he finally went against sort of Wolf and Horner and just made his own rules up on the spot. But he should have been doing that from like the start of just like, I don't care what you guys are saying. I make the rules, he's the rules. But because he did it in such a awful way, broke the rules, uh, finally stood up to it. That was not the time to stand up uh, to like all of that. That should have been done ages ago. And it's just been chaos. So it's about time uh, someone knew. And I'm hoping, yeah, they get... Um, they need more support as well, I think, yeah. because uh, it, it's clear that Michael Massey had just lost complete respect from pretty much everyone in the paddock, and uh, that was the main problem, is that they knew they could get onto him. They knew, you mm. know, we've seen that um, Red Bull uh, new footage, which wasn't new, but got shared around and went massive, of um, Jonathan Wheatley sort of saying, just get the five cars out of the way, and and then they they do that. You know, they they know that they could get in his head because he was just sort of crumbling a bit uh, under like whatever they were saying and being too heavily influenced. We saw Carlos Sainz in uh, Cota where he got a penalty and then they were just he just didn't he just didn't later on. It's like you've got a penalty, you need to let him through, and Carlos was like, no, and then there was no penalty. So yeah. they I think knew they could get some away of that. I think I said it as well at the time is down to the lack of communication as well, potentially something wrong going with the actual, you know, the way in which team radios are delivered to the audience. You know, we don't know what's actually happened behind the scenes. And I think that obviously was a, a problem in, in, in that as well. Cause I can't imagine they just be like penalty, no penalty. Uh, you know, and it kind of ended there. I'm sure there were conversations, but you can't feed something to an audience and then not tell them the end result. You, know, you can't just sweep it under the carpet. So uh, it is still uh, very important to get that right. Uh, worth mentioning, actually, obviously, you've got um, Freitas and Vitic, Vitish, whatever, terrible pronunciation. Uh, but you've also got them assisted by a permanent senior advisor in Herbie Blash, who was formerly Charlie Whiting's deputy. So I think that in itself will be very helpful uh, moving forward. Because clearly, they've not just gone, Michael Massey is you know, 100% at fault. They've also thought, right, the structure's not right. We can't just have one person in charge unless it's literally Charlie Whiting who was, you know, incredible at his job. Um, so, you know, they're trying to do things differently uh, and, and sort of implement a, a better support structure, which is which is always great. Um, but there are a few things, actually, that we've learned from this, not just that, haven't we? We've got... Um, uh, oh, I'm on therace.com. If you haven't seen that, go check it out. Amazing for, for news and in-depth articles, uh, as well as WTF1.com, uh, of course, Katie uh, Fairman, the WTF1 author. Uh, they've announced further changes <laughs> to reinforce F1's officiating in a presentation entitled A New Step Forward in Formula One Refereeing. So there's going to be a new virtual race control room that will be created that has been likened to football's VAR, which will assist oh, the race director in making decisions. You got to think. Well, what did they have before? <laughs> what happened? Yeah, well, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> were they not looking at videos before? Yeah, I know. I, I, was, was someone on a uh, like a typewriter telling them what happened and writing to them, and then they read it as a transcript? Sing it through. Rather than watching yeah. the replays. God knows, um, Katie. Is, you're, you're, I mean, you're on the you're boring. on the ground in your in your WTF on author booth. Uh, <laughs> what, what have you? What are you making of it all? Well, I'm just glad that 
um, well, firstly, uh, Mohammed Ben Suleiman, who is the new FIA president, obviously joining in this new role. What a time to join. He had everybody on social media and just generally everywhere getting upset with how Abu Dhabi ended. So Jean Todd was quite lucky in the sense that he was like, okay, well, I'm retiring, so see you later, and just managed to walk out, leaving everything like on fire, and just be like, <laughs> see you later, I'm out. So um, I do, do SpongeBob meme intensifies. Yeah, literally, be like, see you later. <laughs> um, so yeah, Ben Suleiman had to make sure that what he was going to implement was a real stand against everything that had happened before him and that he was going to introduce this change. So he said that he proposed an in-depth reform of the organization that includes the refereeing and also race direction. And his ideas were unanimously agreed and supported by the team principals and the CEO, Stefano Domenicali. Um, But I am happy to see that one, the race director role isn't going to be one sort of lone wolf being allowed to just make his own decisions. It's going to be more of a group effort and also you know formula one is a sport that embraces technology more than most sports you know whether that's the technical development of the cars or that's you know how we monitor things like the boards on the side of the track showing that it's a red flag or there's rain on the track you know technology is in formula one's dna so i'm glad that they finally um sort of taken that to also the refereeing decisions and hopefully just making life a bit easier for the guys because you know, we can all sit here in our armchairs and say, I would have done this differently. I would have done that differently. But it's an incredibly difficult position to be in. And when you feel like you've got the whole world like yabbering on in your ear, whether that's Jonathan Wheatley or Christian Horner or Toto Wolf or whoever it might be, um, I imagine it can feel very lonely and also a very pressured situation. So anything that the FIA can do to sort of alleviate that stress and make it just more of a collaborative um, environment for everyone involved. I think the better for the sport really. So um, I'm surprised, I'll be honest, in the last few days, I did think I was any more to the fact that Matthew might keep his job, Um, but you know, he has been taken from that position. I don't think it's the last we're gonna see of him in the FIA because I think although he's got, you know, his name's been tarnished quite a lot by what happened in Abu Dhabi and before then, Um, He's still somebody with an awful lot of knowledge. You know, he um, worked on Australian V8 supercars. He helped with proposals for when F1 visited tracks like Singapore, and he knows a lot about the safety of the sport. So I think they'd be silly to let him go from FIA entirely. Whether he wants to stay is another thing. He might think, oh, well, if you don't have faith and confidence in me in the role of the race director, maybe I just don't want to be here full stop. Maybe I'll go back to Australia and I'll go back to doing my supercars or whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, I feel like I just talked for really long, so <laughs> sorry. But, you're, um, you're right about the the pressure though, because yeah, like it eases that pressure because however much it was, you know, said it, it's the worst decision he could have possibly made going into that um thing it's so easy for everyone to uh yeah be sort of like to see it and go i can't believe you did that whereas the situation was it couldn't have been any more high pressure that we finally had this title battle it came down to literally the final laps and yes he broke the rules but the other side of the coin was the fact that 
one of the greatest world championship battles ever was going to end behind the safety car when all the teams agreed they shouldn't make it behind the safety car. So you, there's doubts in your mind of like, oh, I'm going to get so much hate if this goes behind the safety car. And I'm not saying that, um, you know, there's no way it should have ended the way it did. But also, you've got to think that even if it had ended under the safety car and Max had pitted for softs and blah, 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 it almost have got, it wouldn't have been as bad because he didn't break the rules essentially and it just ended under the safety car. But the the media pressure would have been exactly the same of people like, mm. oh, Mercedes favorite, you know, you just wanted Lewis to win. Max was on soft tires. You needed another lap and we could have had this amazing showdown to the title. So he was kind of doomed either way. But I think it's more on the fact that, well, yeah, one, <laughs> he made the worst decision and broke the whole rules of the sport. And two, it's all the other pressure from before as well. Uh, the fact that there were all these mistakes that we were talking about at the start. So, yeah, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's, I, mean, I don't. I don't envy the position he was in. You know, he was doomed if he did, doomed if he didn't. <clears throat> and um, I think obviously, if it, if it, the only way, because obviously the whole point, the whole conversation, which I find strange anyway, is the fact you know we don't want to end the championship under a safety car. Like that's not something that's putting entertainment over the sporting integrity and the safety, which, you know, you can't rush a safety car because they need to finish it under green. Um, so for me, it's that, that in itself is just a bit weird that that was the kind of thing going into it. Um, so, you know, obviously Massey had that pressure and the only way he would have gotten away with it is if he'd flown a red flag. And to be honest, I'm surprised he didn't still surprised. He didn't. If that was the pressure that he had, nobody would have had a go at him. Maybe some Lewis Hamilton fans for the fact that Lewis has obviously lost this advantage, but then the safety cars out anyway. So, you know, if he really wants this stand, you know, this amazing finish, you do that. Then both drivers can change tires and away they go. I was going to say, even if they went for a red flag in Abu Dhabi, obviously Hamilton would have benefited anyway, because he'd be able to change his tires. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised that it wasn't called as a red flag. But then the whole season, we've seen delays to red flags being called, whether that was in Baku, as Tommy mentioned earlier, with the whole um, scenario with Verstappen, or even Mick Schumacher in Saudi Arabia, when he smacked into that barrier, is exactly the same place that we saw Charlotte Clerk do on the Friday. And I remember messaging at the time to Tommy being like, that's evidently a red flag. He's completely demolished the barriers. That's going to have to be repaired. Yet... In that whole time, um, it was Hamilton, wasn't he? He he pitted, he got new tyres, Max stayed out, and then a red flag was called after mm. that. Why was that not an immediate decision? I know that there has been, in you know, looking at the records, more red flag races recently than there has been in pre- previous years. But at the end of the day, safety is number one priority here. It doesn't matter if, uh, you know, 50% of races in 2021 were red flagged or whatever statistic it might have turned out to be safety is safety so um yeah i'm surprised we didn't get a red flag in abu dhabi i feel like that would have been the best decision available yeah definitely did it in baku exactly that's what i was gonna say but he even delayed that didn't he he delayed that you can argue they they did exactly that where any other race like we've never seen that before if a a race is red flag with two laps to go you don't have a two-lap sprint but they clearly there's clearly something now where they are there's no doubt in my mind that Michael Massey has been told to like prioritize as much as he possibly can. Obviously (laughs) there's safety, but he does need to prioritize, you know, the show and the excitement because there's no way um, 10 years ago, even five years ago there in, in Baku, forget Abu Dhabi, even Baku, 
they're getting that race underway again after after the red flag so it it is this new era where clearly you know they're trying to to make it as entertaining as possible i want to question that because i don't i feel like a lot of the times red flags come out right at the end of the race because of heavy rain and they can't race anymore as opposed to red flag and getting back underway because of dry conditions i don't think we ever usually see that and and so i don't know if that is the thing where they just sack it off I, i think it's usually when they're they can't race anymore due to the conditions and then they run out of time uh, unless you've got examples that go against that. I, I, I feel that's think of people, yeah, crashing at the end and then red flagging it and not going. But yeah, it's one of those things. I need to, I need to look into yeah. that. Because, I think a lot of the time it's but... usually they just fly a safety car, don't they? Or put mm. out a safety car. They don't tend to usually red flag right at the end of a race. But either way, you know, it's a strange situation. And yeah, you know, I, I'm glad they put it back underway. I don't think there's many people out there, apart from obviously the driver that gets hindered the most in the lead, that's going to ha- really have much problem with a red flag. I love a red flag. It means that, you know, we get a, another start again and it's, and it's exciting. Obviously, it's a bit crazy when we get red flag after red flag. But um, I don't think there's many people out there that would, you know, be against firstly putting safety at the paramount and the top of, you know, the priority list, but also getting a, a restart. It's, it's exciting, apart from maybe sprint uh, haters, because apparently they don't like more than one race start in a, in a weekend. Um, other things to, to mention, Michael Massey will be offered a new position within the FIA, whether he takes it or not is another matter, whether it will be, I don't know, the caretaker or if it will actually be something, you know, relatively important. You'd imagine he would have a, an important role, as you said, Katie, because he's got that experience under his belt, even if some of it's probably he went the wrong way. I'm sure that he would have also learned a lot uh, from that because, you know, we can't say that he is 100% at fault for everything that went on. It's not a one-man show, this. And, you know, we've already said about the teams piling pressure on. Uh, so that's something as well that we kind of hinted on, but they won't be able to do. So direct radio communications with the race director during the race will not be broadcast and team, that's a shame, and team bosses will not (laughs) be able to interfere in order to protect the race director from any pressure and allow him to take decisions peacefully. Um, However, there will will be (laughs) some element to contacting race control, but that will be through it's understood to be, you know, and uh, and someone else that they can then f- filter it through to the race director rather than directly. That's what to we said in a, one of the podcasts, I think, yeah. that they need yeah, a third, look, they a all third official. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, fourth official, like you have in football. WTF one for the FIA. Go, I think that's, go to uh, them. It makes it makes perfect sense because yeah, yeah like there, there's no. We did we did that um, post where we're saying you know should they be allowed or shouldn't they? Um, you can. I've got nothing against Toto Wolf speaking to another person to say, I think this, here's my two cents or whatever. And if it's important, that person can then pass it on to Michael Massey or whoever's in charge now. What I don't like is that he can get on the radio and go, no safety car, no safety car, no safety car. And then Horn is on the radio going, please safety car, please safety car. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So thank goodness for that. it's, It's awful because, um, isn't uh, even as a Max Verstappen fanboy, I absolutely hate. It was the hate. Kate. It, I was playing guitar, so it's it's been uh, replaced. Um, well, he's a Tafosi now. I don't know if you're watching our Ferrari watch along, Katie. But, <laughs> yeah, uh, oh, it's ten out of ten. Tommy's now put his application um, in. I've got my fan. I've got my orange on. So. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've lost my. You've made me lose my train of thought completely now. <laughs> that was Katie's fault. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Whatever it was, it must have been a great talking, point. We're talking about radio, radio broadcasting, and how talking to a fourth person. I can see Thomas. Yeah, face it just makes it, it just oh, makes sorry. so much more sense to 
to do that because you know the influence of of someone just getting in your ear all the time is too much and the a 23 race calendar as well it's like i don't want to be like oh poor guy but like that must have been exhausting for like everyone involved in the sport such a grueling schedule you 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 probably was just i I imagine half the it's motor racing comment was i am so done with this i just want a holiday (laughs) it's motor racing it's probably the last thing i'm gonna say now goodbye uh actually i remembered my point now i remembered my point what i was gonna say is even as a verstappen fanboy and whatever i absolutely hated the way hamilton had to lose the title that way did not deserve to lose the title that way um and the fact that yeah he's it's a shame that it's taken this absolute s show for this to happen and it's it's good that they are doing this and putting things in place i just wish abu dhabi didn't have to happen for this to happen basically yes yeah, agreed i think it would as we mentioned at the top of the show i think you know it was still in conversation even without that but i think michael massey probably would have survived had it not been had abu dhabi not happened i think he would have carried on in that role which again would have been a topic of conversation um other things to mention so the safe uh, there's going to be a reassessment of the procedures defining how cars unlap themselves behind the safety car which to me suggests with actually no sort of um i guess plain statement in terms of what they're actually changing is that they don't really need to reassess it the rules are very clear they just weren't followed which i think is kind of skirting around the the subject there with that one uh, because of course massey allowed five lap cars to go through but then didn't allow the rest of them which was obviously for entertainment's sake um, but you know we've already discussed how bad of a decision decision that was in terms of sporting integrity um so yeah, I think there's going to be a review there, but I'm not sure they will be very vocal or public with what goes on there because I don't think they need to change much. I think it's very black and white. You just have to read the rule book. Um, so Ben Sillyem said, uh, with this plan, FIA opens the way for a new step forward in Formula One refereeing. Without the referees, there is referees, there is no sport. Respect and support of the referees is in the essence of the FIA. That is why these structural changes are crucial in a context of strong development and the legitimate expectations of drivers, teams, manufacturers, organisers, and of course, the fans. So clearly they're taking it very seriously. They've made a big change. Whether it will be the correct change, we don't know. But on paper, it seems as though it's going to hopefully improve uh, because there's less stress, less um, impetus on one person to make make the uh, make the decisions. Yeah, I'm looking forward to how the FIA are going to handle things in 2022 because. As we said, you know, it's a, a chance for them to have a fresh start. We've got a brand new FIA president. We're going to have brand new F1 race directors, a new change to the way that they referee things. Obviously, the uh, elephant in the room, the whole new 2022 regulations. It's going to be a new technical rule book, a new sporting code. So hopefully F1 can use all this momentum to really push forward for good change um, and Yes, we can. Well, I don't want to say leave Abu Dhabi in the 2021 season behind us because I think that's, you know. I don't think some don't people think will ever, ever get away. Well, like, no, we'll we, we, we can never forget what happened. No, we can never forget what happened in Abu Dhabi and the massive injustice that was served there. Um, but yeah, it's just a shame that it had to tarnish what was an unbelievable Formula One season last year. But, um, you know, the uh, amount of outrage is rightfully justified. We've got... Uh, netflix to look forward to and see how they handle that 
Oh, that's oh, going to be They ain't going to handle that sensitively, are they? Are going to no, go full drama? There's probably they probably had a camera in Massey's face. That's probably why he was so under pressure and didn't know what to do because they were probably in the. Uh, wouldn't surprise me if they were probably in the room with him <laughs> filming it. Uh, imagine, imagine like a, maybe Massey had a GoPro on his head like that train TikToker. <laughs> God. Oh, that would be incredible content. That would no. be amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is sad because the 2021 season was absolutely unbelievable. And, it, you know, this last race very much clouded um, the season, which is which is sad. You know, it, it clouded it for me. I didn't mind who won the title, um, but the way in which it all went down, even as a neutral, you think, oh, you know, that's that's a bit over the top, isn't it? You know, we've had so much craziness, so much drama which wasn't, you know, manufactured for entertainment. But then we had that and you're like, really? Come on. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> In the it's chat, a difficult British one. bias. Yeah, British like, bias. No. Goodness gracious me. Hang on, um, let me let me sort my British bias out. Yeah, yeah someone, uh, Tommy's going to go sort his British bias out and put uh, a Max Verstappen cape on. Uh, cle- clearly people weren't watching the uh, Ferrari watch along because I was fanboying hard and I will fully... Oh, hello, here we go. Yeah, he's... Uh, He's, he's put the cape on finally. British bias, there we go. <laughs> I, I love it. I absolutely if love people it. are tuning in right now, Tommy, <laughs> that's not going to look very good, is it? No. And you're, uh, and to be fair, you are probably one of the most objective and fair Max Verstappen fans I've ever come across. Yes, it uh, was a travesty the way it was handled. I was extremely happy that Max won. I think he deserved the title. Yeah. Uh, no doubt he was the best driver throughout the year. I just wish he didn't have to do it in that way. Um, because, yeah, it was a, a very odd and peculiar ending where you didn't get that. I personally didn't get that like moment of like, oh my god, this is amazing. Because like there was that bit in the back of my mind that was like, mm, that's not quite right. Uh, however happy I am, I really wish it didn't have to be done like that. So there you go. There you go. Right, I think. Uh, let's have a look at see what people are saying in the chat. Anything interesting? Put your questions in. We'll uh, we'll maybe cover a couple of questions because uh, that's what we usually do on WTF1 Podcast when we don't wing it and just go live straight away. So uh, put some questions in the chat. I know it's slightly delayed, so I'll wait for that to happen. Um, and uh, then we can maybe answer a couple. <laughs> so I said, wear that at Silverstone. Oh, do well, it. There's a, there's you a, would, though. There's a dare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you would, would. though. Do it was, it. Actually, it was oh, yeah. actually quite funny when we are at Zandvoort. There was a guy that wore... Do you remember the guy that was in full British? He wore, like, a, oh, a suit Union with Union Jacks Jack. all over it and a top hat with Union Jacks all over it. And it was really funny. Um, and people were coming up to him and saying, like, that's hilarious, well done. Whether they'd have said that if uh, Hamilton had won the race, well, <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> Just taking a look at the chat and seeing... Is it called Street Waffle? Oh, Street Waffle. Oh, yeah. those were unbelievable. I used to just. I used Thanks to, for reminding me. I didn't fair, get one. So back in like what 2018, 2019, when we were in a London office, Tommy, I used to just <laughs> yeah. buy a pack of Street Waffles just for bants and just eat the whole lot just whilst at lunch. It was brilliant. Uh, some questions. Do you think Max will keep his title? The Daily Snail. What a great question. No, it's a terrible question. I'm sorry. It's not going to happen. Uh, nothing is a terrible question. I'm joking. But no, Max is keeping his title. Yes, there's no there's no debate there. It doesn't matter if the FIA came out and said Michael Massey went rogue. Uh, it's still it still is Max's title. There's nothing that can happen. Despite now, the Case void closed. lap 58 thing uh, that people have now started. It's not they can't do yeah. anything like. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, it's, it's not it's not like they. Yeah. It's not like they 
gave the title and can can do it like max still overtook him on track and then it's like it's not however much it's not unfair like it's really unfair on hamilton it would also be really extremely unfair on max because oh well, yeah he, he did nothing he wrong. got put in the position to like do you want to win the title and you know there's obviously there's always some hilarious takes on a uh, on twitter and stuff and i saw one that like uh, Max should have been gentlemanly and, and stayed behind it. Like, yes, yes, a racing driver doesn't want to uh, win his first world title when he's got the opportunity exactly. uh, presented yeah. to him. So yeah, He did nothing uh, wrong. Yeah. He doesn't deserve to be stripped of the title because, you know, he drove, uh, you know, he drove the race and that was the hand that he was dealt. It's the uh, the FIA's problem, unfortunately. Uh, why did the FIA publish all of that during the Ferrari launch? Uh, we kind of covered it at the start, Sagal, but essentially to hide, to hide it. it. To hide it. What's Awful. in the box behind Matt? It's a green screen, Sam. Um, what else uh, have we got? Any other questions that are interesting? If you see any guys, please do shout. And what about the results? Should it be overturned? No, no, it's not going to be overturned. And it Will shouldn't Lewis be overturned. Will Lewis retire again now? Well, he wasn't retiring. He retire. No, I think he's he... come back yeah. because he knew that Michael Massey was getting fired, to be honest yeah, with you. Yeah, that was one of the, the big rumours mm. that uh, he was, he demanded it to come back. That Whether it's true or not, we don't know. And we'll probably never know unless I doubt he'll even say that in his book. But Someone said, new race director, John Cena. <laughs> 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 I mean, he'd be a lot more forceful than just, uh, yeah. yeah just, are you sure driver, about that? Just, yeah, yeah, that's one way to stand up to Toto and Christian that he just just scared them. Yeah, yeah. And then they wouldn't, they wouldn't, <laughs> be, they wouldn't is... be saying, they wouldn't be saying all that stuff to him, would they? If uh, that's the thing, they knew they knew they could get in Massey's head, didn't they? Just question, big question actually, from Minnie Miller: Was Michael a fool man or no? Scapegoat, I assume you mean by that, but yeah, was he was he the full guy? Who? I don't understand the question. Was Michael Massey that like was Michael Massey the fool man? So was he taking the fall oh, for, for the FIA's oh. incompetence? That's an interesting one. Or yeah. Netflix. Netflix were there with a gun to his head. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's out. a rule book that you need to follow and he didn't know the rules. Yes. So Go on, Katie. Off you take. go. Keep going. <laughs> go Keep going. Sassy. And again. Sassy. Say it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, just look at Spa. You didn't follow the rules there. And there are quite a few of it, like circumstances where the rules weren't followed. So just going to leave that there. Love that. Let that simmer. Tommy? <laughs> uh, no, it was his fault. However much I feel, I do feel some, I do feel sorry for him to a point because of, uh, you know, not the easiest job in the world. And I definitely wouldn't want to do it. Um, but yeah, it's it, at the end of the day, he's the one that has to make those tough decisions uh charlie whiting did it so um you know and you sometimes have to yeah you sometimes just have to be unpopular and just do it so um and he should have done that a lot throughout the throughout the season you know when people are getting Mm. on the radio and saying this this and this you just need to get back to him and say stf you yeah a b c d e f u it's a good song uh now this is probably the biggest question of the lot so i hope both of you are ready for this this comes in from hawthorne hawk who asks, why is Michael Massey? Um, Thoughts? Great question. (laughs) I just love it. And then a comment underneath, Timo just went, oh my God, I just ate a Stroop waffle. (laughs) Whoa. Someone said, Tom, 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 super Tom, 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 super, super Tom. (laughs) 
Uh, I've seen some comments mm. saying it's because of Mercedes complaining about Massey. Yeah, I think that's uh, not, I'm sure that is not far from the truth, uh, Rahil. Who will be next race director, Trevor? They ha- it has been announced. Um, and it is, uh, the names are, I've got them somewhere here. If you want to, if you want to say it. Here we go. Eduardo Freitas Eduardo. and Niles Bittish. Yeah. Bittich. Bittish. Yep. Who are from DTM <clears throat> and WEC. So they are both experienced race directors. Um, any other questions that we can yeah, those see? names learnt Katie for your podcast rants this year yeah I wonder if we're <laughs> going to have any FIA rants this year imagine if they're just I really like good they're... and you don't have to say anything you just feel like no oh, I'll yeah. be happy I'd be like I'd be really happy if they were good because I although I enjoyed doing some of my rants because it was a bit like free therapy um, it also got to the point where like every week I was having some kind of <laughs> FIA rant and I was aware that I um, I just should shut up <laughs> because it was every single podcast. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, some more questions I'm seeing. Jello Feliciano says, are Katie's pillows orange because of WTF1 or it came before the roll? It's a big question that. Uh, well, they're actually yellow, which so is a go. bit of a shame. That like is, my chair. That's a big shame. But yeah, that came before WTF1. Oh, if we'd known that, we wouldn't have hired you. Oh, well, yeah. I'm here now, so it's all lies. deal it's with all it. Um, right, okay, I think that's pretty much sums up the Michael Massey live reaction podcast. Tommy, final thoughts? Uh, I was going to say, thank God it's over, but it kind of isn't, and it will be, go- it will be, it will be going on for a long time, but I'm glad they did it, uh, and what a shame uh, they did it during... Uh, I wish that... Why couldn't they have done it for the Mercedes launch? Because that could have been their, like... It would have they would have been, been like, happy to hear yeah, the result. Yeah. Uh, whereas doing it in the Ferrari launch um, yesterday, there was no car launch yesterday. I've done super- it then. Well, yeah, um, but, but yeah, so they wanted to hide it. Um, I will just end with, oh my word, that Ferrari is beautiful. <laughs> oh. I, I'm uh, I'm actually surprised that the F, uh, that Mercedes didn't say that we want to announce Michael Massey's departure in our car launch. Like they could be the ones. Yeah, and we're pleased to imagine. announce, thinking the car's going to come out. Michael Massey's gone. Uh, that would be. <laughs> That's Massey, that livery. Massey it says Michael Massey's gone <laughs> on the side of the livery. <laughs> uh, and Katie, what's your final thoughts? My final thoughts are um, best of luck. To the new race directors, I hope that I their experience will come. No, <laughs> oh, I'm Michael Massey. Have fun at the job centre, hun. Is that best um, of luck? <laughs> Is that best of luck because of you, or just generally in this situation? <laughs> no, no, just generally. No, I'm not going to be like the um, race in, race director inspector, just like constantly critiquing them. But yeah, genuinely, best of luck. I hope that they enjoy the power and responsibility that comes with the role. And uh, here's to a uh, consistent. And well-regulated 2022 F1 season. I wonder what they'll do about stewards and if they do anything about that as well. We'll uh, we'll see that if they decide to maybe get someone in a bit more permanently. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, but that is a conversation for another day. My final thoughts are: Yep, it's the it's definitely needed. It was I think a lot for both fans and probably Mercedes. Uh, it was something that had to be done um, because, unfortunately, it was getting out of control. Um, whether it would have the same results if it was Michael Massey in charge with this different structure, we don't know. But clearly, the FIA don't want to to take that risk. So uh, let's see. Uh, open mind for 2022. And uh, fingers crossed we get a close, entertaining season with no farces. That would be lovely. Yes, right. please. Thank you, everybody, for watching and for listening. Please give us a like if you love us and uh, subscribe if you are new. We are trying to get to a million subscribers. I know I keep saying it, but we are still trying. So therefore, it's still 
legit. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you very soon for another video. Bye. 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 <laughs>